0: So if you could be here around nine, that would be great. Okay. Well, listen here.
1: Hello, I'm Miss H. And today, Mr. O and I will be discussing Season 3, Episode 2 of Love During Lockup. On this episode, Andy and Brittany talk to his daughters about growing up without him. Jay tries to make things better between her sister Jess and her husband Chris. Letitia wonders if Keith has slept with one of her co-workers. Keyrock gets reports on Britney's whereabouts, and Renika and Asante video chat on a contraband iPhone. If you like what you hear, please give us a rating, and if you watch 90 Day Fiancé, check out our other podcast channel, 90 Day Mk, Teachable Moments with Miss H and Mr. O. Thanks and enjoy. Hello, Ms. H. Hello, Mr. O.
0: Oh, I forgot who went first on this one. How are things with you?
1: <laughs> good, good, good. Yes, it's we're getting in the groove of this love after lockup because it's been a while. And it seems like it's going to be a little short-lived because we already saw a preview for love after lockup. I'm, I apologize. We're covering love during lockup
0: right now. Right. And it's always hard to tell because the numbering system that this uses is just out of control. Oh, it's this bizarre. Is like... Season four, episode forty-four, or something like that. Right. I don't even know what it's supposed to be. It makes um, no sense. No, right. because they don't differentiate even between the two, the three different, you know, iterations of the show. They're just like whatever. It's a but that makes sense because love during lockup is usually the shortest because there's not really much like by the definition of a show. One of the. One of the two cast members is in prison the whole time.
1: Right. Or they it, should that makes it be. hard. Yeah. yeah. And if they're not, then they get moved to Love After Lockup, which it looks like a couple of these couples are going to be. Uh, I would assume there. so. Yeah. Yeah. But let's start with a couple that probably should be there at Love After Lockup, but I don't think I saw them on the trailer, and that's Brittany and Kirok. Uh, because it sounds like Kirok's getting out pretty soon. But uh, Brittany is going go-kart racing with her friends. She's missing Kirok and can't wait until he gets out. She's hanging out with Kirok's friend, EB. She accepts his call with her friend. uh, And then there's a picture of Kirok framed sitting on the table so they can get a visual of him being there. In the middle of the call, the system hangs up. Her friend Shayla hopes that Keyrock doesn't let outside distractions get to him and Brittany. She also hopes that Brittany stays out of prison. EB tries to prepare Brittany for the challenges of a relationship, but Brittany says she's not going anywhere as she flaunts her $4,000 diamond engagement ring and says "there forever. It ends up that Keyrock had cheated on Brittany before, but under the circumstances, Brittany understood and it was no big deal. However, it also comes out that Kirok believed a rumor that Brittany cheated on him, broke up with her right when she was getting out of prison. Brittany denies this rumor and she was trying to get back with Kirok, but time had passed so she ended up sleeping with someone else. Even though Brittany doesn't consider it cheating because, you know, she says that Kirok broke up with her, he does. Evie thinks that Brittany is a walking red flag and doesn't really know if they're going to make it. Later, we see Brittany sending money to Kirok, telling us that Kirok invests in little things and she wants him to feel like she's also contributing. Kirok calls and they talk wedding plans, including Brittany taking Pilates to help get rid of her belly and wedding dances, including the electric slide and the cha-cha slide. Brittany wants to have kids as soon as possible because she wants to have four. Right now, Brittany is living with Key Rock's family because her family is super strong Catholic and they disagree with her lifestyle and with Key Rock being trans. They just don't understand it. They have a video call with the family and Key Rock and Brittany and Brittany excuses herself to make some pizza for his brothers. And his brother TJ is basically rats on Brittany as soon as she leaves the room saying that Brittany doesn't come home until two or three in the morning. As soon as his brothers leave, Kirok confronts Brittany about her being out late. Brittany says it's because she's closing at work. He gives her a mini lecture about school being really important, not really wanting her to work uh, late or at all, and how he should be the provider. She doesn't really say much, but tells us that she knows Kirok has spies everywhere, but she also has ways to find things out uh, about him. All right, so definitely uh sounds like people around britney are concerned that she is up to no good uh i know her friend shayla is saying you know like hope she doesn't go back to prison uh Mm -hmm. evie calls her a walking red flag uh brothers think she's doing something shady and i don't necessarily think they meant cheating but even like Middle of the night, best time for criminal activity, right? Right. What do you think Brittany's up to?
0: I, I I don't know. I didn't. I definitely didn't buy the brothers at the end being like, "Well, the restaurant closes at at, at eleven, and she doesn't get home until one." I was like, mm-hmm. "Yes, that's how closing a restaurant works. Yeah. That's what exactly what that is." You right. think when they kick you out of the bar at two a.m., they just they leave with you? That's not how it works, right? Yeah. Um. Maybe, maybe if you had had a job like that, you would understand so, right? Mm-hmm. And so that kind of stuff, I don't know. But like people are, yes, very suspicious. But I feel like it's more of a um, – on Kirok's side, he doesn't trust her, right? Mm-hmm. But I feel like he doesn't trust her because he cheated, right? Yeah. It's like, you know, who accuses people of cheating the most? It's like right. cheaters, right? And because – Of what the two of them did wrong in the relationship, his was very much worse.
1: Oh, yeah. But she was very, like, dismissive of it. She was just like, I understand. Cheating happens. It was a crime of opportunity, which also kind of makes me, like, think, well, maybe she really did cheat and the rumors were true because she seemed to be so Mm -hmm. flippant about it to me that just – it really kind of indicates that she just doesn't see cheating as a big deal if she can understand or justify it in her mind why it happened
0: maybe maybe but it seems like well also <laughs> i feel like that doesn't help like if no, if, it if, if someone cheated on if someone cheated on me right and and or you know i'm imagining a partner that a partner cheated on me or and and i was just like meh Whatever, I guess it's not a big deal. And I was like, wait a second, why do you not think it's a big deal? Like, right, what is, because you got, what it is this probably I understand means, thing that's going yeah. on. That seems like you're going to do it too if you had the opportunity. Right, and then he just has spies looking for opportunities.
1: Right, no, that totally makes sense to me too. Because, like I said, it's like she's justified it in her mind and justified it not in a way to like defend him, but to defend herself when an opportunity, a similar opportunity, comes her way.
0: Yeah, I mean that. Or that he's just afraid there's going to be some revenge cheating here eventually, you know, like, oh, that's like like it's a hall pass, right? Like, oh, well, you cheated on me that one time and I forgave you. So guess what's going to happen? I don't
1: know. I kind of more see it like not necessarily revenge cheating, but it's like if she doesn't see anything wrong in that, what's to stop her from also doing that? And like. If she genuinely doesn't think there's anything wrong. Like, I don't think she's necessarily keeping it in her back pocket to throw it back in his face. Mm -hmm. I think she really is just like, it happens. So she's kind of expecting like, well, if I cheat, it happens. Like, I should get the same grace because there's really it's not a big deal.
0: Yeah, I mean, I could see. But I could see it's not necessarily revenge, but just like the keeping it in your back pocket being like, well, he cheated on me. And so now. I have a get out of jail free card if mm-hmm. that so ever happens to happen to me. Like I can be like, well, I forgave you. It was not a big deal. Blah, 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 moving on, moving on. We can just move on. We should just move on because I forgave you. So you mm-hmm. have to forgive me, right? But I don't know. I, I I definitely feel like we're not getting the whole story from anybody. No. Um, and, and that is concerning.
1: Yeah. I was surprised that uh, EB was like, she's a walking red flag. I was like – but why? Right? Yes. I wanted to know why she thought that. Not that I disagree with her, but it's like, you know, coming from Key Rock's like really good friend, I think mm-hmm. even best friend, like I would want to know, why do you think that? And then even Shayla, like, why is she so concerned that Brittany is, you know, can't stay out of prison? It's like, what do you think is going on?
0: Yeah. What have you seen? What have you seen from Brittany that we haven't? Because the only thing we've seen from her is her, you know, in beauty school and trying to make her life better. And so. But I think you're right. I think a lot of times when she says her stories about like this whole we were on a break cheating thing that happened, Mm -hmm. like. I just feel like I feel like if Key Rock was here. I think you'd have things to add to the story
1: <laughs> that, that you yeah. did not tell us. Well, right? I feel like just my impression, too, is just she has very um, fluid morals. I don't know else to put it, but it's just like I think she does have a difficult time of distinguishing kind of right from wrong. If she feels like it's justified in and I don't mean in a valid way, but like even you know her criminal past she's just like well i didn't have money so
0: yeah no i think you're right she's it's very similar to the way she like goes about her past and it seems like like she wants to do better for the worst reason which was like well i didn't like how when i did that i had to go to prison afterwards yeah so i feel like i'll try something but but that also you know instead of being like i don't like that that made me a bad person, and I shouldn't have done that. And it was wrong to wrong someone. And I want to do better morally, as much as it's just going to be like, so if you feel like next time there's a way to do it where you're less likely to go to prison, you're still going to be like, okay,
1: well that right. seems
0: like I can do this and not go to prison. Well, I obviously, absolutely I'll steal the
1: money. Agree with that. I think you know she wasn't like, oh, I want to be a better person, or you know, like I don't want to hurt other people with my criminal. You know, activity. I don't think I got that from her at all. It was like prison sucked. I never want to go back there again. Let's do the things that keep me out of prison. Oh, that means I have to stay away from crime. I guess I could do that. You know, so if given the opportunity to do crime and stay out of prison, she'd be like, yeah, let's choose that.
0: Yeah, it's the crime that keeps me out of prison because what's most important is what I want. Like that's, And if I want something, then it, it can happen. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's move on and we'll move on to um, Letitia and Keith. So we start with Letitia in the restaurant. She's, you know, we saw this at, the, this at the end of last episode. She's learning that one of her employees used to see Keith, And by see, we mean date. That's actually kind of the crux of everything. What do you mean you used to see him? What, what did you <laughs> see of him? Uh, it was back when they were teenagers. And according to uh, this employee, it was nothing serious. Letitia says, well, I don't care. You know, it was before me. But she's upset that she's hearing about this, like, now from her employees. So Letitia calls and asks Marsha, who's Keith's aunt, and it's an aunt that is, like, close to their age. So Marsha says that Keith did talk to Deanna, that's the employee, back in high school, but says they were never, like, boyfriend-girlfriend. But I assume that they had hooked up. Like, they saw another and never have chopped for that. Um, so... And also because Marcia knew Keith back in high school and was also like, well, he wouldn't talk to a girl unless that was on the table. Like that's the only (laughs) thing he was doing with them. So anyway, it's enough for Letitia to feel bad about things. So she doesn't like the idea that one of her employees may have slipped with her husband, especially since, you know, she hasn't yet. So she excuses herself from the others and sends Keith some what the fuck messages about the situation. In the interview, Deanna says that, you know, her and Keith both in high school were both pretty popular, pretty good looking. So it was more of like obligation that the two popular good looking Mm -hmm. people should at least talk to each other about stuff. Maybe (laughs) see how things go. All right. So they talk. They talked to uh, the other two of Letitia's employees who were there and. I thought that was the funniest part of the episode. They just could not stop laughing about it. they <laughs> just bent over two, giggling about this whole situation and uh, talking about like, well, if he got the cookie, <laughs> just like the cookie crumbles. It's like they were like, what?
1: Yeah. They were making puns that didn't make any sense at one point. It was like, yeah. all right. <laughs> so,
0: so Leticia hopes that this is the biggest thing that Keith has kept from her. So later back at home. It's they're back at home and Leticia's kids can't use the phone because you know the kid wanted like my my my, pad, my tablet's out of batteries can I use your phone and she's like no because I'm talking to your bonus dad which is uh, making her nervous but he hasn't hasn't called her yet she feels like he's hiding stuff so she hasn't heard from him for 14 hours which makes her anxious enough that she's <laughs> hopped onto her prison wife Facebook group <laughs> like to make sure there's not a lockdown or something in the prison so eventually he calls and she tells him that. Uh, she wants to. Uh, I need. I need full disclosure over this whole situation with Deanna. So he. She asks him directly, "Did you sleep with her?" And after him not giving her a straight answer, it's more of a like, "Why would you ask such a thing?" I don't know why you'd be asking those kind of questions. <laughs> and then he kind of hangs up. Like uh, kind of, he does hang up. So she tells us about how her last baby daddy and how like I don't know. He he was not good with. He made it, it was cheating, like, and, and they, uh, like that. And so she felt like she put this wall up that she had just let down. And now this is just, oh, destroying this whole thing again. And she's going to have to put up that wall. Um, So I don't know. I guess we'll go, we'll go with this. Do you think from what we heard about everything and what different people said, do you think they slept together?
1: No, I don't really think so. Uh, I mean, especially if they dated in high school, it's less likely that they slept together, you know? Yeah, and I mean, even, don't, don't,
0: people people do stuff in oh high no, school. Well, I'm don't. not saying that they don't,
1: but I said less likely, right? Sure, yeah. And because it sounded like one person, like she was like, wasn't even sure she should call it dating. She was like seeing, like I literally saw him at school, <laughs> you know? Or I literally saw him like outside of school, but it didn't sound like it was – anything kind of serious is it possible sure but that was in high school who
0: cares it sounded like what we as adults call to call the uh talking to yeah Like i'm talking to this guy like i'm talking to this girl however i'm talking to this girl does not mean that you have not slept with this girl either (laughs) right no
1: yeah i don't not saying that's true but it's like who cares even if they did it was high school
0: it was high school yeah Like – and I think she mostly felt it because, A, she was like, wait, of all the people sitting at that table who have had sex with my husband, it's not me, right? Yeah. Um,
1: At the same time, I feel like maybe their connections is what brought them to working together, right? Because it sounded like they both are friends with Keith's cousin and they absolutely knew that they're both friends with Keith's cousin. And isn't that how Letitia met Keith in the first place? So – it's like, well, it all kind of makes sense that they're in kind of some bizarre like social circle, you know. And if you keep a small social circle, you're going to have people who have had a past.
0: Yeah. I mean, especially if you got, yeah, your work, your your work, your friends, and your um, you know, partners, romantic partners are all coming from the same thing, then there's going to there's be going to be some crossed paths. And like, I don't know, it's not surprising and it wouldn't be yeah, it, 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 it's tricky because, and I think that's where Keith was coming from, right? Keith was coming from when she was like, "Have you slept with her?" I, I think it's true too because she specifically said, "I never saw his penis." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um But it's like he's like, "No, I'm shutting. I'm shutting down these kind of conversations right now." Like we, and it's the you know the adult thing to do. Everybody's had a past, and like, but I also kind of think. You should be. I don't know. It's 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 all tricky. I w- I, w- I would suggest being more open about the past, about your past. Yeah. In general, that's a good rule. But with Letitia, I'm not sure that it is because yeah. I feel like it's going to be like, okay, this is going to be something that I'm gonna have to deal with forever with this person, like in eternity, because she's never going to let this go. So yeah, I don't know. But I I I I I, I mean, I think we have some. Red flags from, I don't know. Who would you say more red flags are from? Are they more Keith red flags or Leticia red flags?
1: Uh, I don't know. That's a good question because Leticia in general, I don't think has red flags other than making very poor judgment.
0: hmm Well, I think this, I think this kind of.
1: I mean, her barely... insisting that she's going to have boss man. I'm just like, yes. wow, that terrible. You're terrible. exercising I think... very poor judgment right now.
0: I I also think she's extremely jealous about this situation and is trying to tamp it down for the cameras. Like, and she's like, I'm at work. I'm in front of my employees. I cannot blow up in a jealous rage, but I I have to go. I have, excuse me, please. So I can go and be like, what the shit? What the shit, man? God damn it. What the hell? Why didn't I know about this? Right? Right. I guess it's also another thing too, is like, depending on what it was how much how serious it really was is is it something she should have known about right because i mean uh, it depends depending on how it was like that long ago in high school you could have been like oh yeah we were talking to each other and he'd be like did we (laughs)
1: yeah i guess i guess guess we kind of did
0: did we talk to each other ever i was like yeah we did this one like oh i guess we did talk to each other a little bit like you might legit forget that
1: (laughs) yeah yeah Uh, Okay, so let's move on to, let's do Jade and Chris. So Jade and her sister Jessica are going four-wheeling and they're meeting with their dad. And dad warns Jessica to play nice, especially after the birthday party. She says that it's Chris's fault for ruining her birthday. Jade and Jessica are driving together when Jade asks if Jessica would like to have a sit-down with Chris to hash out their differences. Jessica says that there is a pattern where they fight for a week, uh, Jade and Chris, and then Chris buys something nice for her and they make up. Jessica wonders if Jade is gold digging, but Jade insists that she didn't know he was rich when they started uh, dating. She reached out to him because he was hot. That's the real reason they started dating. They do the math and find that Chris has spent close to a million dollars on her between the house... The trailer, uh, they've like got jet skis, uh, cars, campers. Uh, 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 Jessica thinks that Jade isn't necessarily in it for the money, but she doesn't mind to have money thrown at her. After four-wheeling, Jade gets back uh, to her phone and finds that there are 18 missed calls from Chris. Chris tells Jade that it's not hard to pick up the phone and he claims that... He wants to be involved, which I'm not sure what he means by that, like on the phone with her while she's doing stuff. Yeah,
0: it's weird. It was very weird.
1: Jade hands the phone over to Jessica, who asks to have a sit down with him, and he agrees. Then Jessica gets frustrated and tells him that he's being dramatic as she hands the phone back to Jade. Chris points out to Jade that it's the least she could do uh, if he's providing for her is to be on the phone with him as often as he wants. Jessica can't wait to go to the prison to talk to him and work things out. Jade tells us about her social media presence, which includes documenting her life as a prison wife. She says half of her followers send her dick pics and the other half on hate uh, on her. But she sees social media as an outlet for her. All right. So do you think it's reasonable that if we kind of think about it, you know, he's paying for her company? So should her full-time job be to be on the phone with him all the time?
0: I mean, <laughs> that is what she's doing as a full-time job is keeping is keeping him happy, basically, right? That's like – I mean, it's a weird way of, of putting it and it's not a way you want to think about it, um, that. But all of her money is coming from him. Yeah. And um, – but it is super controlling to be like, and thus, that means I am your employer – there and you must be at my beck and call because that's not really a relationship then. right um, and I I, I take like I take Jess as her at her word that she says that or and Jade that they said I didn't I, I didn't get into this for the money, but I yeah. think she certainly stays in it for the money.
1: yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, I agree. And it's one of those things where she stays in it for the money. She's not going to necessarily demand things from him. Or mm-hmm. to leave if he doesn't keep providing. But she's certainly getting like the benefits of a gold digger. I mean, on paper, there really is no difference between <laughs> yeah, a gold digger and sure. her, except for a gold digger, would probably be maybe a little give a little bit more guidance as to what exactly they want.
0: Yeah. I mean, but at the end of the day, she is spending most of the money, yeah, because she has they're married and she has joint access to the account. Like, so she she's the one taking the money out yeah, and spending that's it. True. So yeah. why did she didn't have to give the guidance? Because some gold diggers are like, I want to be surprised. Surprise me with nice things. Yeah. That said, like I don't know, and, and I get where kind of that idea is coming from, but the way he talks to her mm-hmm. is demeaning like and not okay right? right like the it's not that hard to pick up the phone she was like i was four wheeling for an hour and you called me 18 times like what yeah. did you i just want to be involved involved how i will tech i will call you as soon as i'm done four wheeling and tell you how much fun it is what's the point of you being on the phone during the four wheeling what are you even doing
1: yeah like it like doesn't that's, that's, make sense
0: that's and that's the sign of like that's, that's everybody's universal sign of crazy. Like not only did – it is an incredibly short amount of time where you demanded my attention, right, is is one step of it. An incredibly short amount of time when I could conceivably do something, right, be doing something, right, you know, it's like not ridiculous. I texted you an hour ago and you didn't text me back. And it's like I was in a meeting, like pump the brakes, yeah. right? But he does it when she, when he knows she's doing something. Right. Right? That's the part that's like the most crazy to me. It's like I know that you're busy. And sometimes, you know, I know you're busy. So I'll send you a text and see how things are going. And you'll get back to me when you're ready. And I can be like, oh, nice. That's fine. That's totally fine. But when I know you're actually doing the fun activity that we had planned and I paid for to be like, are you having fun? Are you having fun? Are you having fun? Why don't you answer me? Are you having fun? Arrgh! Well, I kind of see it
1: as like <laughs> – He's jealous of her freedom, you know? For sure. And so he is almost trying to, I don't think from a conscious level, trying to rain on her parade, but it's like, well, I want to also be like there vicariously through you because I'm. You know, jealous that I don't get to do those things and I don't really care if I'm ruining the fun because nothing can be as bad as being in prison and not being there at all. So, I think that's like how he kind of sees it. Like, I think that how he feels is more important to him that, you know, he doesn't really consider too much if he's ruining her fun by getting Mm -hmm. what he needs from that situation.
0: But, and I, But I don't – I can't figure out what he needs from the situation. Like I don't understand how he's benefiting at all from interrupting it. Like I think being that on the he like, just, vicariously – Yeah. Like, you can vicariously live through it when she's done. Well, like I don't know okay. why he has to be there during the middle of it.
1: Because he feels alone, right? And he's just mm-hmm. like, well, I'm sitting here by myself in my prison cell while you're out having fun. So, if you're going to be out having fun, I want to be on the phone with you so it doesn't feel like I'm alone.
0: Yeah, I mean, but it does though. Like, I don't know. It just – I maybe I'm just too much of an unselfish person that I would be like <laughs> – because I've had lots of times when I feel like oh I'm sitting here alone and my friend or my partner or whoever is out there having fun and I feel bad like because I'm stuck here. But yeah. I'm not going to – but then I'm like, so – I don't understand – I'm not going to get to have the fun if I interrupt their fun, if I'm on the phone or whatever. that's just going to make – it's not going to make me feel any better and it's just going to make them feel worse.
1: I don't think that it is like a matter of like, oh, I'm – it's like I'm there. I'm joining in the fun. I think it's more so like – He doesn't want to feel lonely thinking about what she's doing. And I think with a lot of people, their solution to this would just be to call someone else who isn't doing that to have company or be social, you know, another way. But it sounds like Jade is his whole life. And so it's like it just so happens that the person he's talking to to not make him feel lonely is also the person who, you know, is doing the activity that makes him feel bummed that he's by himself.
0: Yeah. I mean, I guess I guess what really put me off is the like the way he talked to Jess, like specifically. And Jess was no angel. She's being a dick the whole time. Mm. Like, but like at the end he was like, "You're reaping the benefits of the things that I provide." And it's like, "What what what? That's a that's crazy person talk." That's oh, well, that's that sounds it's like it's also it is. not
1: wrong. Like those are the things that are like truth that you never say cuz
0: it's just rude as fuck. It's rude as hell, but it's like but it's i don't know it's 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 reaping the benefits is just super villain talk what are you doing like this is this is just like it's like well yeah you, if you said something like well you know you always seem to enjoy the things that i pay for yeah hmm, how about that that's one thing but like i don't know it's just that's just reaping the benefits of the value that i provide is like that is just like i said super villain that's a super villain way to put it like, okay <laughs> all right so moving on one supervillain to eh, somebody who maybe tried to make himself look a little better. All right. So Andy is off to talk to his daughters and fill them in on the Britney situation. He says he hasn't seen them for a while and stops in his daughter. I guess it's Destiny's house. I'm not sure whose house it was. And they're making cookies. So Destiny is 24 and she asks Andy if she's moving to Rome, which is a town in Georgia about four hours away from where they are now, to live with this girl. And he just reacts... With a face that, um, and she says, he says yes. And you can just see the face that she makes, which she makes pretty much the whole time, which is the, okay, I'm not gonna say anything because it's none of my business, but that's pretty stupid face. So the face persists throughout him saying that Britney is a marriage worthy partner and that he loves her. So Destiny thinks that Britney is just taking advantage of him. But Andy says that, you know, if ever he starts to think this is a scam, he's. Audi 5000, which Gosh. I guess means he's out of here. Um, so his other daughter, um, Allie, Allie, or Allison, who is 25, uh, says that this whole situation is not really her cup of tea. So it seems like both of them are on the same page. This is dumb, but I'm not going to stop in and get my uh, uh, stop my dad from like doing anything. So to ease their minds, Andy springs on them <laughs> this video that he already had scheduled, like a video chat, and scheduled for right now. So if they want to talk to Brittany and get some of their questions answered, you know, they can they can do that. Destiny is a hard no, and Allie says, well, okay, I'll say hi, but I don't really want to talk to her. So a call starts and Allie says just hi, but then Andy pushes, pressures Destiny being like, oh, come on, just come say hi, into popping over. So then he talks to Brittany for a little while until he again kind of pressures the girls into asking some questions. So Allie gives in and says that she, she's just kind of like, what's the deal with you being in jail? And when um, Brittany says possession, but dot, 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 of a drug, Destiny feels like she needs to say something now. She says that they were raised in an environment where they were surrounded by addicts and it tore their family apart. So she wants to make sure that Brittany isn't going to get out and relapse and kind of start them down that road again. So Destiny asks about Brittany's kids, and she says she has four ranging from 10 to 18 And, oh, by the way, Andy, you'll be meeting the oldest one who was the one who was kind of taking care of the other kids while she's been in prison. Um, And that oldest daughter is very leery of Andy's intentions. So, Andy thinks that things went well in the video chat after it cuts off, like, in the middle of her conversation. But Destiny doesn't really agree. She says point blank to him, like, why are you going to raise this other girl's kid, this other lady's kids when you didn't even raise yours? So, Andy says that's factually untrue. (laughs) And then updates... And then kind of says, you know, it's 100% horseshit. But Allie is yeah, – the girls kind of disagree. So there's an agreement – a disagreement by his daughters and him over how much he raised them. So Andy um, is in the middle of telling his daughters, like, he doesn't – I don't need your support. Uh, if I'm going to do this, whatever, when Brittany calls on the phone. So he's offended that his daughters are depicting him as some kind of deadbeat. And he says he was only gone because he was an over-the-road truck driver. And that led to a lot. And, you know, so he was gone for the, when he's working. And then when he got home, of course, there's going to be a lot of distance because you've been on the road so much. It doesn't – I don't get that part. But anyway, Destiny sees it differently and takes the phone from him <laughs> to tell Brittany that, you know, he left us when we were kids, <laughs> which is something God. that he says he told Brittany. But she seems surprised by now. So now he's not sure how, like, things are going to go. So, I mean, ah, this is kind of another one of those who do you believe situations. So, who do you who do you believe in there? You know, how much did you spend raising us? Are you more more on think the girls have a more accurate picture or Andy thinking he was a, I don't know, more or less decent dad?
1: I don't know. That's so difficult because I feel like kids aren't really like subject to knowing everything because a lot of times the adults will try to protect them. But... Um, So it is hard to say if the girls really know the entire picture. At the same time, if that's how they feel, I feel like there is still a failure happening there, right? So if Mm -hmm. they felt that, you know, dad wasn't around all the time, like there is some validity to that. And uh, it means that their needs were not being being met as a kid. But then it's like, well, who else was raising you because – I think we can assume it wasn't mom if she was, you know, doing the drug thing and like active in her addiction. Like, um, we know that Andy has full custody, but was he depending on, let's say, family members, other family members to take care of them? Because Mm -hmm. then I would believe the girls, because it's very easy to say, like, I'm the one raising these kids just because you have legal full custody of your kids. But that doesn't mean you're actually taking care of them them, you know, especially if you're depending on like, let's say grandma or, you know, uh, brothers and sisters to help out like, uh you know, their aunts and uncles. So, I mean, we just don't know the whole story and that's going to be hard to really pin down.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely got the impression from the girls that it was a lot of grandma, right? Yeah. She was like, you left us at grandma for like a year. And he was like, that was only a year One out of the eighteen, I was supposed to be raising you, so it's kind of like, uh, because I didn't buy his his over the road trucker story. Absolutely, if you're an over the road trucker, Uh um, that's a thing. But it also seems like that's also seems like a job that you, you know, if that's the job you can get, you take that job. But you don't keep that job. But seems like you should spend all that time being like, I need a job as a single dad who's you know trying to. Raise these two girls. I need a job where I'm not away from home. You know, five days a week. Well, like, that a, that's also not an acceptable just job. Doesn't
1: make sense because how is that any better or worse than working night shifts as a police?
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's what he said. I had to quit the police because of night shifts, and yeah. then he picks a job where he's gone for four days straight. Right. Like, so
1: I mean, that just doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. I would also think I know police officers are fairly well compensated. So, it's Mm -hmm. like, I would think that that would make more than truck drivers or at least give you kind of more financial stability because they, you know, many times have pensions. So, you know, if we're thinking more long-term in our life, that would be a better situation than being a truck driver, which is more contract
0: work. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the pensions for police are definitely (laughs) way better for sure. Right. Um, Um. but yeah, it's it, I just and I just don't buy it. His 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 whole when you know you come home from the road and of course that's going to leave distance. But like that dude got back to wherever he was supposed to be and did not come to see his kids. Like that is what happened. Like I'm calling that right now. And so I because I also get the impression that he is feeding Brittany a bunch of crap about how much he was there for his daughters. I think he's yeah. been playing the single dad like. Woe is
1: me, this is the reason why I've been had love.
0: Yep, yep, and it's like, well, did you even do that? Or did you half-ass that too? And now you're sitting here being like, ooh. Like, it's it's one of those things that's like, whether it doesn't really matter what he thought about it, Mm -hmm. right, at the end of the day, if your daughters felt like you weren't there for them, then that's their reality, right? That's, then you weren't there enough for them.
1: Yeah, so uh, I think Andy is more of a walking red flag after seeing this episode, you know, yeah. after seeing his girl side of the story. Like, at least everything I feel like was very, you know, premeditated as in like, okay, well, here's my storyline. Like, this is this is the narrative that I'm going to put out there. Right. And mm-hmm. now it's just like, I don't know about this narrative that you were trying to create because it doesn't seem to be corroborated with the other people involved.
0: <laughs> right. Right. Uh, and that, that's one of those things that's just like, wow, like you had to know that was going to happen. Right. Right. Um, but yeah, it's so I mean, I am concerned, too, because it does seem like Brittany was is planning on more or less relying on this guy to raise her kids, too. Yeah. Which I don't know. That's also a lot to put on a partner, I think I think. Even as somebody who has like I have teenagers, but like mm-hmm. I'm like no, that they're not your kids. You're not raising them. That's weird. Like not weird, but it's like if any if you want to help and do things at the end of the day, yes. Now that's different because my kids still have their mom around. Right. Right. You know, actively involved in stuff, but it's not like I I could use the extra hands. I don't need the extra hands. And right. whereas I feel like Brittany is like, I need extra hands to raise these four kids. Well, All yeah. hands on deck. Let's oh, go. Oh,
1: God, four kids. And are, mm-hmm. is she co parenting with any of these baby daddies or is it just her? Because I mean, they have to be being raised by someone right now.
0: Yeah, Can't well, exactly my impression. Be raising
1: them from prison.
0: No, my impression was, the, I don't know how long she's been in prison, but my impression was that it was. At least now, currently, it's the oldest kid who's eighteen who is in charge of the other ones.
1: Oh God! Uh-huh. That oh no, God! No babies raising babies. That sounds bad. Yeah.
0: yeah, So not definitely not the best situation. And and this is a person. This is again. This is the the one. I think they said her name was Grace. That's the oldest one that he that Andy's going to meet like now, like yeah. in prison, like when when he visits her. So and. I would – especially after hearing this, she's right to be skeptical.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it kind of reminds me of – I cannot remember her name, but her partner was Doug and they had Doug Jr. And oh, yeah, the yeah, thing yeah. That Rachel? I really Possibly. sounds – yeah. The thing that I really liked about her was that – Her, like, wanting to help out with Doug Jr. had really little to do with her – like, it wasn't tied conditionally to her relationship with Doug Jr.'s dad, right? And I really like that because it was like a genuine, like, I really want to help. I really want to parent you. And even when her and Doug ended up eventually breaking up off, you know, season – Like, she's still raising Doug Jr., or at least Mm -hmm. still trying to be there helping out in his life. was at
0: the end of the season, sure.
1: Right. And so, kind of the same thing here. Like, I kind of feel like if Andy is really in this, why are you waiting for Brittany to get out of prison to help out with the kids? If this was something that you really wanted to do, you would be helping out now because heaven knows that 18-year-olds should not be raising, like – Teenagers that are, you know, not far behind them. For that sure. should not be yeah. happening, right? Right.
0: Not. They, a, not. A, not. There's not a different options for sure.
1: Right. So it seems like Andy, if he really was gonna be a like a step parent to these kids and step up, like mm-hmm. he should be involved now. So I mean, once again, we don't quite know the timeline of this. Um, but if they're meeting, like he should be, you know, after he meets the kids, like I don't know, he, I think he should be more involved, and that could really show Brittany too that he is serious about helping her out with these kids.
0: Yeah, yeah. or if he's that just doing
1: point. it to keep her around, you know.
0: Hmm. Hmm. Well, yeah, he's he's there to see her, and will tolerate the kids when they're around. So that's going to be. I mean, I also I don't think he's going to be great with the kids because the way he talked to his daughters was not awesome. Like he was very much belittling what they what they said. And like, I don't know, I could see the daughters just being like, oh, oh, now you're a good dad. Is that how this works? The TV cameras are here. Okay, Mm -hmm. sure. And so I, I I I definitely am more more nervous about this story going forward than I was before.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. All right, uh, let's move on to our last couple, uh, Renika and Asante. So Renika is meeting up with her friends at a comic book store uh, where they are playing a game of Jenga. It's mostly her family. Uh, Shikola, her sister, is asking about the move and uh, and her man Asante. She says that she's not feeling the move. Shakola isn't feeling the move. Um, and Renika says that Asante was there for her in hard times, like when grandma died. So that's the reason why she feels a loyalty and feels like she's gonna go out there for him. Shakola asks what Renika's gonna do as she finds out he's been messaging other women. And Renika says that she's not gonna she's not gonna let go of him that easily because she's invested too much time. So I don't know, I guess she'll just accept it. Shakola really hopes that it all works out because she thinks that they're living uh, a cycle because their father had gone to prison and that really affected all the kids. And now Renika's dating someone who went to prison and Shakola's is worried that that's going to affect uh, Renika's kids. Renika says that she just loves Asante and this is for life, their relationship. Renika and her Asante later are video chatting on, um, and, or sorry, they're video chatting all the time because he has an iPhone. Renika's nervous that Asante might get caught with his phone, which could lead to punishments or possibly more jail time. But until then, she'll twerk with, for him with her bare ass out. Asante is looking forward to steak, sex, shrimp, and salad, and he says in that order. Renika is telling Asante about her going away party where she will get to showcase her music. She's excited to be closer to him physically. She tells him about her family's concerns about her having to take care of him and him using her. Asante tells her to let them think what they want because everything will be okay. Renika then asks if he's been seeing other women and he says no. Renika isn't sure she trusts him. She tells him (laughs) to do right and he tells her not to stress. Alright, so Renika seems like she's just trying to play it cool. You know, like. Sure. uh, Mm -hmm. But I don't know. I think the questions she asked Asante is like you saw kind of peeled back. Yeah, those insecurities really are there. And even though she's playing it cool, she kind of was wondering the same things.
0: Yeah. I mean, you you should be like because this is another one. We went through this whole episode again that we did last time and we still have like no nothing nothing besides, yeah, but I feel like it's going to work. I feel like this is it. It's real. I know it in my heart. And it's like, but, but why? What has he done to show you besides just being like, are you seeing other women? No. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, so that's, that's like all we have. How do you know he's going to support you and do everything you need to do? Like, especially in this case, you're uprooting your family to a whole other state. And like, you have nothing to base this on. And so it's it's all just blind faith. I
1: dislike that the most that we see on this show is Mm -hmm. when, and because you don't really see that like on 90 Day Fiance too much just because uh, most of them don't have kids. I mean, it's not to say that it couldn't happen, but you know, on this show, the thing that bothers me the most is when a parent completely puts their child in a challenging or vulnerable situation to maintain their relationship with their prison boo you know it's just Mm -hmm. like is this the best parenting decision to uproot we had that one i think on the last uh love after lockup where she was moving from florida to you know another state i can't remember which one but it's like and her kid did not want to leave because she was a senior in high school I think she has right. 6 months left in school and it's just like really is this the best choice for your daughter you know and so things like that where it's like you're uprooting your family to Atlanta if it was just you fine You know, like I don't care if you have adult Mm -hmm. children also don't care, but you have minor children. Like, is this in their best interest? And if the answer is yes, then sure, I support that. Like, for example, if she had other family in Atlanta, like and had other family support there and it wasn't just for the partner. Um, you know, or she had familiarity for that from that place. She had lived there before. The kids had lived there before. You know, had other friends. Like those are the things that's like that's okay. But to me, to completely uproot your minor children, I have a real problem with that. It well, just—it's uh, so
0: selfish. And in most of these instances, it's like they don't even have a job in this new right. place. Yeah, they're just going. Like I don't even know how you, I, how how do you even do that. Like, how do you even get a place to rent without, a, without a you know, I need your background check. Well, I just quit my job. Like, yeah. so your current income is zero? Like, denied. Right. I don't even know how that works.
1: Yeah. Renika's employment situation is a little unique. Um, sure. She owns her own eyelash vending machine business and, it, you know, she's trying to make money off of her music. And so those are things that She, in theory, could do anywhere if she just owns a business and has someone else running it for her. Um, So, like, yeah, I mean, that's a different consideration. There are people that, you know, have been in much worse situations where, yes, they quit their pretty decent job to have nothing, nothing lined up and just blindly move.
0: Yeah. And I'm with you. I mean, obviously, I'm a father and it it drives me crazy that the kids are just like an afterthought. It's always like, doesn't she have kids? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, she does. And it's like, that's crazy. Like, Especially she because she has
1: teenage kids, too. And yeah, I feel like they're the uh, biggest critics.
0: They're Yes, they're going to be vocal about it. But you're yeah. going to do – I feel like you're going to do more damage just because it's easier to do damage to younger kids. Mm-hmm. You know, when you move them away from all of the – because like, they always say that, I'm giving up everything. Well, it's like, well, yeah. no, now not even are you giving up everything. You are making your kids give up everything. Right, right. And they're not even getting anything in return. Yeah. Like, they're getting nothing from this guy. Um, yeah. And it's, it's yeah, it's 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 a shame. Like, it's heartbreaking. You're t- she has a support system. She has her sister there, her mother there, her father, however much, however bad that was, that situation was. But to to just bring them down, they have no say in the situation, like, at all. I, I, it, 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 to me, it's just – it's even – like I forget about it because, you know, when I was, you know, single and with two kids, it was like I, – I like literally set my 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 radius on the dating apps to something that was close because I was like, oh, no, I can't have the possibility come up. Like I'm not going to date somebody who's at X far away, let alone the people on 90 Day who are like – I couldn't imagine being like, well, I'm going to look for a, a girlfriend in the Philippines. I'm going to look for somebody in jail in other parts of the country. I was like, why would I do that? Because there's a 0% chance I'm ever going there be, and leaving right. my kids. 0% chance. Not even, yeah. it's not even on the list of possible things I could do. So, wh- no, it's off the table. Well, now, again, some
1: of the 90 day, they're like, well, they'll come to me. And it's like, they'll come to me. Yeah. yeah.
0: Which is, ugh, I, I Also, because we see that too, that's almost as bad. Like of the, hi kids, somebody's moving into our house. Right. Do I know them? No,
1: no, I, and they're an ex con. So yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And well, where are they coming from? Prison. Like what? No, <laughs> what are you doing? This is crazy. Right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, it, it is just that, and it's just it's such a selfish thing to do as a person. Well, my needs are what matter. Yeah. Over and above what my children need. Right. And it's like, that's, that's just not the way it's supposed to work when you're a parent.
1: And Yeah. And I just think it's grosser to hear, and we've heard this too, like, I've been single and I've given to my kids so much, it's my turn. You know? It's just like-
0: Great. Right. And you can say that when right. your kids are grown and moved out. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, gosh.
1: All right. So uh, we saw all the couples we've seen so far. Um, I think I was looking at the cast. I think there's one more couple that we haven't seen.
0: Uh, Maybe. I haven't. I didn't. Yeah, I think I think I saw six on the
1: poster. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, Oh, yeah. That makes sense. But this is the same five that we saw last week. So, yeah. Uh, Short-lived. So I don't know. The last – couple I'm sure doesn't have a very promising Oh yeah we could have a very very
0: short short hot burn like we have like we've seen a couple times before. Right
1: like they might be in like two episodes or something Mm -hmm. Okay so out of the group you saw this week who would you say is your
0: student of the week? Uh, I would I'm gonna say uh, Brittany Um, we saw her for the first time kind of trying to do the best things for herself Um, Mm -hmm. we saw her trying to make decent conversation and not getting offended when the daughters were like, tell us about your drug problem, right? And just doing the most – it's tricky because I think this is a low bar um, week again for Student of the Week. It's like, did you do anything incredibly stupid? No? Congratulations. Here you go, Student of the Week.
1: Right, right. So, speaking of, uh, I went with Jade. Um, I think Uh that they're trying to resolve their differences and so, her suggestion of having a sit down to try hash it out I don't know. It could be for the drama, but, you know, uh, it sounds like at least she's wanting to make progress in this, you know, cyclical argument they keep on having to try resolve something or at least come to some kind of understanding. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I went with Jade. Okay. What about your dunce? A lot more candidates for this one, right?
0: Yeah. So, I actually went with uh, Key Rock. Mm-hmm. Um, because and not because he was necessarily wrong to have his suspicions. We, you know, we talked about Brittany's blase attitude about everything. but like, there's better ways to deal with your suspicions and deal with your anxieties than running a ring of spies that are always <laughs> keeping track of your of your significant other outside yeah. of prison. like that just seems like darkly nefarious and not something that you should do. like communication and not, uh, you know, espionage is probably the better way to go.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I went with Andy. Um, something's up. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. It's, you know, his family isn't happy. His kids aren't happy. Uh, you know, I I think that he might not be completely honest with either himself or us about what has happened and mm-hmm. being gone for a year and like thinking, oh, no big deal. Grandma was there. Um, hmm. Probably not the best. So I went with Andy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And my – so my life lesson is tied to that too, Um, kind of directed at Andy. And I could see it coming up to sneak up on uh, on Brittany and Key Rock. Brittany's – that Brittany Uh, is that you can't hide things from production when you're on the show. Yeah. Like you can't. Do, you're gonna go on there first and be like, "I was a great dad. I was a single dad. It was so hard. I took care of my kids." And uh, they're gonna find out. Like right. They're going to find. And if you actually cheated on your person, they're gonna find out. Like you're not gonna be able to hide things. You're not smarter than the people who run this show in terms yeah. of digging things up. And it, it's gonna it's gonna come back at you.
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, my life lesson is for Kirok and Brittany. Uh, your relationship status should. Always be clear with your partner. There should never be a like, I think we're broken up. I guess I can sleep with someone else. You know, it's like <laughs> I, I'm in the clear. It's like, no, your relationship status should always be clear with someone. So that way there isn't this. Uh, I think I cheated or they think well, I cheated.
0: Yes. And that that is like you know, because people get into that thing like as soon as they break up and it's like speed run. The next person I talk to, I'm sleeping. I'm fucking like, here we go. Like, like it's like that doesn't happen in a normal – I don't know if it does. It does maybe does. Yeah, for but sure it's like, happens. It, that, I
1: mean that's what people literally do to rebound and make themselves feel better from a breakup. I'm not saying everyone but there's certainly a subset of people who do that which is how you get into this vague – oh, well, I thought we were broken up so I slept with someone the next day to get over
0: you yes, and, like oh, now I'm cheating. Like, Well, that <laughs> makes me feel yeah, That makes me feel like, oh, so that's what you thought about me? You thought about me so much that it's like, well, as soon as I was unhooked to your trailer, I'm shacking somebody else. Well, like, that's crazy. That I don't even think not,
1: in a relationship context, right? It's more like a, mm-hmm. that's what they think, a sexual palate cleanser, you know, to move
0: on, I guess. Yeah, but I guess, I guess you're right. I need to be... It needs to be pretty clear that you're actually broken right. up. Well, that but that also goes with people who say things like, I'm never talking to them again. This thing is over. Well then you gotta And they mean don't it. mean it. Yeah. And they don't mean it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: All right. So uh we should be back this time next week uh with the same group. I mean, it's only the second episode. I know it's gonna be a short season, but yeah. you know, we at least have a few more weeks until the end of August, I would assume. Yep, for sure. Okay, so until then. Good.
0: All right, see everybody then. Okay, Okay. bye. Bye.